5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. It's like Christmas Day if you're a hoops head. You got uh, the exciting start of the NCAA tournament. We've already got an upset. How about Furman, the Furminator, Furmamania? Knocking off UVA today, eliminating uh, the Wahoos from the uh, tournament. It is a uh, 68-67 final. Uh, Maryland uh, by two over West by God, Virginia. Uh, Mizzou won today. Kansas blowing out Howard. Those are all the finals uh, that have already uh, rolled in on the big uh, dance so far. Uh, Princeton in a tight one with uh, Arizona right now. You got uh, Arkansas over Illinois in an 8-9 game. Another 8-9 game later on, Auburn and Iowa. And then Duke and uh, Oral Roberts from Orlando at 7-10 tonight. Uh, and, uh, the Houston Cougars will play at 9.20 tonight against, uh, Northern Kentucky. UNC Asheville plays. Uh, that's the, uh, last game tipping off, uh, tonight. We got, uh, ECU, uh, on the, uh, diamond right now. They're getting ready to host Notre Dame as, uh, that game is getting underway from the, uh, Joyner Family Stadium. So, uh, the Pirates in their gold tops, the Irish in their all green. Ohio State's coming in to play ECU in softball this weekend. We got uh, the results from Pirate Baseball yesterday. Uh, we've got some comments from Coach Houston, including... I'm excited that 94.3, the game, is the home of the Pirates. Look at our guy, uh, look at our guy Joey Football there. Shout out to Joe and Dom. What a great video that is. And the uh, great Chris Cook producing today. Woo! Uh, where's Dom, Cookie? Is he still in the hizzle? He is right here. I'll hand it over to him. Dom, uh, great work out there today. You guys went and got some pictures. We saw Keaton Mitchell out at, uh, spring practice. Yeah, it was great. You know, go ahead, Dom. Yeah. Dom, who looks like a young Howard Stern. Uh, we'll all be working for Dom and Joe one day, I believe. But, uh, Dom, what, what, what did you notice? Is everybody hype out there today? Oh, it's great energy. Joe's talking to everybody. He has the connections. He, he loves it out there, and um, everyone seems to be in great spirits. Awesome. Good stuff. Appreciate your guys' help today and your hustle. Uh, Cookie? Always. Yeah. Cookie, uh, you know we're, you know our our guys Dom and Joe and 94.3 The Game is doing something right when uh, when the burner accounts are trying to. Uh... Oh, God. I didn't know we were bringing this up, but, yeah, the burner accounts are alive <laughs> and well, baby. Yeah, when the burner accounts start uh, taking shots at you, you know you're. Hey, some people things. consider that a compliment. No, no. Look, uh, when I when I first came uh, back onto this radio station in this capacity, they not only burner accounts but other. Oh no. <laughs> uh, there were some other uh, uh, people, personalities, let's just say. Uh, For who, lack of uh, a better term. Yes, who who would. Uh, Write me uh, nasty grams. Uh, 
One other note today, non-ECU related, non-NCAA tournament related, uh, word that, uh, the vote to add more classifications for the High School Athletic Association will be emailed to principals sometime in April. We're getting, uh, word of that. High School Athletic Association wants to take it to seven classifications. Um, right now it's at four. Of course, they subdivided the football playoffs for a number of years. So you ended up with eight state titles. And, you know, I, I understand increasing costs made that a little bit of a, uh, a bear at times maybe for the high school athletic association. But by and large, you know, that, that was eight different championship football games where they had gates. So you know that they would love to have gates for seven of those, uh, of those games. Uh, all right. Uh, Cookie, uh, I've been thinking about you a lot lately. That's that's uh, kind of weird to say. That is a little weird to say, but I'm flattered. Yeah, you, well, you should be because I know you are a um, big Green Bay Packers fan. Oh, you know it. You know it. And obviously Aaron Rodgers has been in the news. Yes, and uh, I, I, if I'm just being honest, I'm happy for him. I hope that the trade goes well with the Jets. Uh, I think a change of scenery would do him well. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. I really am. Okay, what do you think about your situation? That, are you real? Okay, look at you, Cookie. What a nice guy. Um, how do you feel about the situation with uh, with uh, uh, the new quarterback, Jordan? Try him out, give him the whole year. Uh, don't bench him if he screws up in a couple of games. Just give him a shot all of this season. If he does well, keep him. If not, maybe look somewhere else. Will you root for? Will you root for Rodgers in, in New York? Will I will you have an AFC team. Yes, I will root for. I do not have okay. an, a, an AFC team. I will root for them this year. Yes. Okay. Look at you, Cookie. You. Uh... You're you're more of the quarterback guy. You're like all these New England fans that became Tampa fans all of a sudden. When oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I needed some kind of AFC team. No, I understand. I got it. I got it. All right. Well, that's kind of where we are. Uh, we're going to give away some tickets to uh, East Carolina baseball this weekend. They're hosting Missouri State. That's been a uh, program that uh, out of the Missouri Valley has been in the NCAA over the years. Uh, we also have. Uh, we also have uh, some comments uh, from Coach Godwin, got some comments from Coach uh, Houston, uh, and uh, we'll hear from Ryan McChrystal, who came in and uh, did uh, did really big uh, things yesterday, hit the ball really, really well, coming back from injury, making a second start. Uh, we, uh, as I say, we'll have uh, a giveaway of those tickets coming up in a few minutes. We'll also uh, have a Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card, so plenty to get to here. Uh, right now on the Patrick Johnson show, uh, as we, uh, roll on on this Thursday. Final show for me this week because I'll be, uh, on the call of, uh, softball tomorrow. We've got a double header, uh, for ECU softball who right now is playing Notre Dame at the top of the first. It's, uh, scoreless. Uh, but they will play with the Pirates tomorrow. Uh, Cleveland State and then Ohio State. So we'll, uh, have those and I'll be tied up with that in the afternoon tomorrow. So Philip the Ref Pilkington. We'll be here, and our uh, friend Brittany Hoyt, who is uh, the analyst uh, for uh, ECU women's basketball on uh, on uh, ESPN Plus, will uh, kind of give us a primer of the Pirates in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we have ECU leaving today to uh, head up to 
Texas or down to Texas and a uh, big send off for the Pirates. That was a good thing today, uh, around 11 this morning. Awesome deal for them. Uh, good crowd, good f- amount of folks turned out for that. So we're excited. The, uh, other thing that, uh, I wanted to, uh, let you, uh, know about is we're going to have uh, coverage of the, uh, I, I guess this is official. I, you know, I was told to hold off on this, but I mean, it's, we discussed it today and, one of our meetings. So, uh, we, but we're going to have coverage of the game on a Saturday night here on 94.3, the game on radio. Uh, Scooter Rogers is on the trip and, uh, Scoot will, uh, be on the air. What time, Cookie? Our coverage begins at 9.45. Right here on 94.3, the game. So baseball should be done, right? Yes, it should be. That happens, uh, way earlier in the day. Okay. So, and the, somebody was asking me about the weather this weekend. Last I saw, it looks like all the weather is going to be overnight Friday into Saturday. So, I mean, it'll be out of here in the morning. So I think everything that's planned for uh, Saturday in Greenville will go off without a hitch, especially baseball. So uh, as far as weather, at least. Uh, Pirates, uh, moving to 13 and four, six, five win yesterday over William and Mary, 10 and one now at Clark LeClaire. Uh, elsewhere, uh, some other news and notes. We told you about the tournament. Panthers picking up Andy Dalton uh, a couple days ago. Guaranteed uh, $8 million of a $10 million two-year deal. Uh, he's in the same draft class as Cam Newton. You remember that? Uh, he's been around, been with the Bengals for a long, long time, then Cowboys, the Bears, and most recently the Saints. Uh, speaking of the Bengals, Panthers have signed uh, defensive tackle Deshaun Williams, Von Bell, the uh, safety. Uh, who had been with uh, the Bengals uh, for a couple years. Uh, Hayden Hurst, they picked him up from the Bengals also. This is uh, Cincinnati uh, South now, isn't it? Uh, Miles uh, Sanders, the Eagles back, is uh, now in tow in uh, Carolina. So those are just some of the news and notes uh, going around. Cookie, anything else that I need to uh, make mention of that I've not? I don't think so, but I thought the Sanders to the Panthers was crazy. No, that's huge. I, that, don't don't sleep on that because that guy, pro bowler, 11 touchdowns, 1,200 yards, that's a big uh, – that's a big pickup by the uh, Panthers. He carried me to our fantasy football consolation ah, bracket championship. Yeah. Okay, I figured that was. Hey, what happens to the belt now? I know Ben was wearing that around all the time. If I win this next year, I'm going to his place and taking the belt. That's what's happening. Is that right? Yes. Will you hit, smash him in the head with it and, and cause him to uh, bust, I'll, I'll bust it with, open? I'll hit him with a sneaky little shot. Yeah, I'll get him. Okay. All right. I, I got you. All right. All right, uh, well, I tell you what, let's, uh, Cookie, you want to do a, uh, let's do the giveaway here. A pair of tickets to each one of the games this weekend against Missouri State, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A pair of tickets will be yours. Also a Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary in, uh, Greenville. Uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Caller 5 on this Thursday. If you're Caller 5, you will be a winner. Good luck. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Uh, Brett and Greenville, our winner. Congratulations to Brett. pair of tickets to ECU Baseball against Missouri State tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, also Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. 
<clears throat> I didn't know you had uh, some hip hop in you, uh, Cookie. Oh yeah, Mariah Carey, great song. You oh really? You never cease to amaze me, Cookie. You know that? I don't know to take that as a compliment, or <laughs> I hope it was intended that way. No, no, I mean it's a positive. I'm just okay, I'm cool. Saying you, you never cease to. Your unique character, Cookie. Love to say. hear it. Uh, all right, you ready for a uh, pirate report? Because uh, we're going to have Brian Mole on uh, right after the bottom of the hour to uh, kind of talk the NCAA tournament. We've already had an upset with Furman uh, mm. knocking off uh, the four-seed Virginia. So, yes, sir. Uh, we are ready. All right. All right, let's hit it. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, I don't know if Dom is uh, still around or not, Cookie. If he is, we've got uh, some info out on the 38th annual Pigskin Pig Out uh, posted at ecupirates.com. Maybe have him grab that and put that on our social media if, uh, if he can still. Yep, we still got it. To do that. Okay, awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, it's taking place. We're uh, three weeks, a little over three weeks out. April the 8th, a Saturday, 11 a.m., admission free. Annual event will feature uh, barbecue, the world-famous pig-cooking contest, tailgating with friends, Petey's birthday party, carnival-like fun for all ages. I'm reading from the uh, release here. Of course, the Pirates will host UCF in games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll have uh, those games on uh, plus for you Thursday and Friday. We'll have all the games here on 94.3 The Game. And uh, everything gets going with the Pirate Golf Classic on uh, April 7th. Uh, there'll be a football meet and greet on uh, that Friday at five o'clock. Baseball gets UCF at six. Parade of Pigs at six thirty. So there'll be a lot going on there, and uh, you can start buying uh, barbecue uh, plates at uh, ten on Saturday morning. Uh, the uh, eighth and the game is uh, going to be uh, at eleven a.m. So there you go. That'll be uh, that'll be going on on Saturday. Plenty happening on uh, on that day. All right, uh, Pirates with the uh, victory last night over William and Mary. Pirate pitching recorded uh, double digit strikeouts for the third game in the ninth time this season. I think it's actually the fourth game of the tenth time this season. Uh, but uh, I'm just reading from the notes here that I was uh, given. Uh, double digit hits for the fourth consecutive game, tenth time this season. That's happened. Josh Moylan extended his hit streak to ten games. Uh, Jacob Starling reached safely for the 25th consecutive game dating back to last year. Uh, winner came in and, uh, struck out, uh, five batters. Ryan Winner, uh, came in and struck out a handful of batters in, uh, that, uh, appearance yesterday. I thought that was kind of gutsy for Coach Godwin to put him in in a, uh, tight spot and then he ran out there, um, Loaded the bases, kind of got in his own bit of trouble there, but uh, came out and uh, looked uh, really, really, uh, or Jaden Winter. I said Ryan Winter. Jaden Winter. Uh, he uh, looked really, really uh, good, got out of the big bases, loaded jam, and then Coach G had enough confidence to go back with him uh, in the ninth inning. When he got the strikeout in the bases loaded, uh, Cookie, I don't normally brag about my uh, calls, right? Okay. Oh, God. You, I, are you telling me you had, like, a cool call for this? I, I did. I winter is coming, going to break. Oh, get little Game of Thrones. Little Game of Thrones. You know, that, I love that. That hits me that right in the heart. That's twenty fifteen ish, right? I, yeah, it could be I'm like twenty seventeen. Okay, okay. Yeah, up with the times, twenty seventeen ish. I went. I went to the old school reference there. Oldish school, you know. 
So, so there you go. Um, Cookie, you like a good dad joke, so you you probably appreciate. Oh, appreciate I love the dad jokes. What do you call a snail yeah. on a ship? A snailer. Ah, uh, see, that's good. Uh, all right, before we get in any more trouble here, let's get uh, Coach Godwood talking about the win. Well, I thought Sailor gave us a good start. You know, uh, tough conditions to hit in, especially early. The wind's blowing in. Sailor gave us a good start. Gave up three runs, but then our offense responded right back. Uh, Josh Mullen got us going with a double, then McChrystal. Um, it's good to see him going, and, and guys kept putting at-bats together. Uh, I thought Hoover played great tonight. Riley Johnson's been playing great. Um, so a lot of guys have uh, been playing really good. Uh, Coach uh, Godwin, uh, I, well, I want to. He, he's tired of people asking about strikeouts, so let's hear. I, I, I've, I've not heard this cut, so I want to hear what he has to say. Coach, I'm 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 kind of tired of people talking about strikeouts. To be honest with you, no no offense, because I care about what the scoreboard is. And last night we gave up eight runs, and tonight we gave up uh, five. So it's awesome. But look, man, let's let's play baseball, uh, and let's just not give up as many runs. So that's my deal. But uh, yeah, we got good stuff, but we got to limit the damage at times. I guess he's talking about uh, the 15 strikeouts and the double digit strikeouts. No, look and. and as good as Sailor was, he did get knocked around a little. Uh, I think he's still finding his way after missing the fall and being sick earlier in the year. I think uh, Spivey's going to still try to find his way. He'll be fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's some insight into maybe some of the concerns there for Coach Godwin uh, with, uh, with, with what happened with the pitching uh, as, you know, players reached. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned, Jaden Winter getting out of the bases loaded jam. All right, uh, big performance from Ryan McChrystal and Lane Hoover. Coach Godwin on that. Yeah, McChrystal swung the bat really good. You know, he's coming off that injury. Um, he's chomping at the bit, but, man, he really put together some good bat, good at bats, and he should have had another RBI, but, you know, we had a base running mistake. So, um, But he swung the bat good, and then Hoover's coming along, as we knew he would. So great to see. Winter is coming. See, that was a guy. I think that was pretty good myself. Cook, you're just not telling me it was good, are you? No, that was good. Okay. You know, like you're going to break. They're showing the replay of the guy striking out and Winter throwing the pitch to strike him out to end the inning. And you're like, and you put on like the Sergeant Slaughter voice, like Winter no, I is didn't, coming. I should have, but I didn't. I just kind of let it. Note for I let it hang time. out there for a little bit, and right when we were counting down, winter is coming as they swung through the pitch. Note for next time, do it like Sergeant Slaughter. Okay, Sergeant Slaughter, there you go. Uh, Ryan McChrystal talked about how it feels to be back in the lineup after missing uh, several weeks. Yeah, uh, not fun to uh, have to sit out the first, what, three weeks, but, you know, it's, it's more important to focus on your body and know that the back half stretch is more important than the front in reality, and... Uh, it's not fun to not be in the lineup, but at the same time, we preach here doing whatever you can to help us win. So it's the biggest thing for me to go every single day, whether I'm playing or not, and be able to help the team win any way I can, whether it's being a leader, whether it's helping guys with at bats. And Jada did a great job when I was gone, so it made it a lot easier on me. McChrystal on being a mature hitter. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's a it's a big thing for me to just stay mature hitting. I say it all the time, kind of as a joke sometimes. I'll, I'll hit a ball, flare one in BP, and I'll just yell, that's mature, just to joke around, just stay light. But... In reality, that's what it is. You know, if you can work backside and then you can pull a ball when you have to, I think it just makes hitting a lot easier. And that's a big, big thing that I attribute to the coaching staff here is just over the last year allowing me to understand hitting more, be able to have a set approach and just be confident every single at bat whether you succeed or not. And then Ryan McChrystal uh, working with uh, different pitchers. He talked about that. Yeah, you definitely. It, it definitely is good to know your guys. Like Josh Groves, 
we have similar personalities. We're kind of goofy, joke around, and but then you got someone like Tyler Brock coming in. You can't really joke with that guy because he's going to throw 95 down your throat, and you better be ready for it. So it's just understanding your guys, and it's a lot off the field too. Just understanding your relationship with them off the field, and understanding your limits when you're catching, and finding ways to get them back in the zone, and then finding ways to pump them up when you need to. To uh, football now, and uh, after the first day of spring practice uh, opening up, Coach Houston had this to say. Practice one of the books for 2023, so uh, you know it was a pretty windy day out there, and it was it wasn't helmets, so it's uh, you know some uh, some of that stuff's not really real 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 football yet. But it was good to be back out there on the turf, and I thought the kids had a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, obviously, a lot of new faces uh, in the lineup, you know, especially offensively, and so uh, but they, you know those, a lot of those guys have been waiting their turn and uh, been working really hard to. Uh, to be ready when that time come, and I thought that uh, you know all that uh, created just a lot of positive energy out there. So uh, good, good solid day one, and uh, you know I told them the goals to sharpen things up and look a little bit better on Thursday, and uh, and focus on getting better every day. So we'll be in helmets on Thursday, we'll be in shells Friday afternoon, a little bit shorter Friday afternoon because we'll turn right around and go Saturday morning. We'll be full pads uh, Saturday morning, our first uh, live contact of the spring. So. Uh, should be an exciting week. Microphone in the uh, in the media room. Do we have a Mister Microphone? Do, yeah, that's what that sounds like. It sounds uh, like yeah, I see what you mean. It definitely uh, dipped a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Uh, Coach Houston on the young players entering the lineup. Those guys in that first huddle, even though they've not really been in the first huddle a whole lot, they've all been in the program. And so it's, uh, you know, it's not like they don't know what they're doing and not like they you know, can't go out there and do it. You know, they've been preparing for this. Um, I think there's a lot of teaching going on with some of our younger players. Uh, and that's, uh, that was the big focus today was just, you know, coaching really hard, kids being coachable. I told, I told the kids, I said, listen, if you screw up, you screw up. Nobody's going to yell at you for screwing up. Just great effort and great energy. And that was our big focus for the day, and I thought we had that. Uh, coach on uh, the team with uh, what he says is a solid roster. You look at the roster top to bottom. I mean, I think you know you have a very solid roster, and you have uh, a lot of guys that have been in the program for multiple years. And so it's you know, it's not like you're out there coaching effort and attitude. You know, it's not like you're you know, you're out there you know coaching you know all all the little stuff that you had to coach early on. You know that stuff you know, is kind of ingrained in all those kids. Uh, and you know, the new faces, you know, basically what you tell them is, if you don't know what to do, just watch the guys in the in the first group, you know, because they're going to do things right most of the time. So um, I think that's the advantage of you know being here multiple years in. Um, now you, you know you go through this when you you know you had a couple of guys declare early, you had you know a, a couple of seniors that had been here for a while, and when those guys graduate out, and you see this in programs across the country. Uh, you know, you got to be ready. Have the next guy ready. You know, step up. And so that was uh, you know, that was what you saw out there today. Coach got into the incoming freshman class. As far as freshmen, um, there's only a handful of freshmen. You know, you have uh, Javius uh, Bond, the running back. You have Cam Durant, the offensive lineman. You have Raheem Jeter, uh, freshman quarterback. You have uh, Brock Winstead, freshman long snapper, will coach, freshman offensive lineman. Um, that may be it for freshmen, unless I'm forgetting somebody. I don't think I am. Uh, you know, the rest of the new faces are, you know, transfers. We have some new walk-ons. Uh, so you have some stuff like that. 
All right, uh, we got uh, a couple more cuts here on our pirate report today. Bobby, bop, 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 bop. Uh, Coach Houston on Mason Garcia and his uh, first day in practice. Players are good, you know, very comfortable. Um, you know, the good thing is, you know, that wind out there, you know, he's got the velocity on his throws to where you know, he is able to throw through the wind. Uh, but I thought he had uh, good command of the offense. Uh, I thought he, he looked very comfortable out there. Very windy on uh, Tuesday. Not so much, uh, I guess, today, but very windy on Tuesday. Uh, who stood out in practice, Coach Houston? Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you have a lot of guys that stood out. You know, like, you know, it's, he looked like a guy like Marlon Gunn. You know, he looked like a, kind of a guy on a mission during winter workouts. And, you know, cause he is, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he knows he's competing for a significant role this year. And that's, you know, he's working hard to prepare for that. Kerry King, you know, is another guy that's really, you know, had a good winter. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was very consistent today and, uh, you know, really, you know, Doing things right, very decisive in his movements, and uh, you know, just look very comfortable out there. So, you know, I think you got a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, have worked very hard for uh, this this time. Did Bama Z get these for us? The cuts? No, but I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> Bama Z would have actually got them off somebody else's. Uh... Off the television, he'd have held up the recorder to that. We didn't do that. These are our recordings. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. I'm just, just giving you a hard time, Cookie. Just joshing you, Cookie. Uh, all right, uh, Cookie, you ready for an update? Yes, sir. Okay. Halftime of the show. We always bring you a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash update. It's for the Team Boneyard uh, NIL Collective. Cookie will have that for you right now. And uh, when we get back after uh, Cookie's update and the break, we're going to uh, have Brian Mull talking some college hoops opening day of uh, the uh, Field of 64 portion of the uh, March Madness tournament. So uh, we've already had a big upset, got games going on. Uh, Mull on the other side, but right now, Chris Cookie uh, Cook, DJ C squared with a 94-3 the game sports update. Starting off, breaking news from Wednesday, ECU basketball guard Javon Small has entered his name into the transfer portal. Small led the Pirates in scoring at nearly 16 points per game before missing the last couple months of the season due to injury. The 10th-ranked ECU baseball team held off William & Mary 6-5 on Wednesday night. The Pirates got a career-long outing from senior righty Garrett Saylor as East Carolina scored all they needed in the middle innings to down a tribe squad that put up 34 runs on Norfolk State the day before. ECU football spring practice continued today after starting up earlier this week. Coach Houston said the team has a solid roster from the looks of it. You look at the roster top to bottom, I mean, I think, you know, you have a very solid roster. And you have a lot of guys that have been in the program for multiple years. And so it's you know, it's not like you're out there coaching effort and attitude. You know, it's not like you're, you're out there, you know, coaching, you know, all, all the little stuff that you had to coach early on. Duke begins playing the NCAA tournament as the East Region's fifth seed after claiming the ACC tournament title. The Blue Devils will square off against 12-seeded Oral Roberts at the Amway Center in Orlando tonight at 7. Coverage on Talk 103.7 TIB at 6. 
NC State enters the tournament as an 11th seed in the South Region. The Wolfpack will take on six-seeded Creighton in the first round at Ball Arena in Denver tomorrow afternoon. The Panthers are adding some playmakers through free agency. Reports indicate that Hayden Hurst has agreed to a three-year deal with the Panthers. The team also announced today that they are hiring former Eagles running back Miles Sanders. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with an interview with Brian Mole on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Exciting uh, time of year. Best time of year, really. As uh, it is uh, March Madness getting underway today, and we've got uh, already got our first upset. Got a uh, good tight one to start the day today in an 8-9 matchup, as you always expect. Uh, we'll get into all of that, preview some of the action coming up later on, including uh, Houston and Duke. Uh, Brian Mull, college basketball scribe, part of Joe Lenardi's team. Uh, Blue Ribbon, uh, your book, uh, other outlets, Lindy's, I mean, you, you name it, uh, Mall is, uh, writing for him at BG Mall on, uh, Twitter. I see you collecting that mouse. Look, that mouse money, when it, it, it hits that, uh, might not hit it strong in every case, but when that mouse money hits the, uh, at least back in the day when I was doing stuff for ABC, when it hits the, uh, when it hits the, uh, the mailbox, Brian, you know it's, you know it's solid. <laughs> It's always nice to see those, see that little logo. There's no doubt. How are you, Patrick? I'm good, buddy. Uh, I know you're excited. Hey, we've already had our first upset. How about, uh, Fermania knocking off, uh, the fighting Tony Bennett's, uh, Jaden Gardner's career comes to an end as UVA gets knocked off. What a, uh, what a game. Uh, Virginia was in control for the first 30 minutes. And Furman coach Bob Ritchie, long uh, recognized as one of the rising stars in the business, switched to a 1-3-1 zone with about 10 minutes left in the game and his team facing a double-digit deficit, a defense that, quite frankly, I have not seen them play hardly at all this year, and it caught uh, Tony Bennett and the Cavaliers off guard. Their offense just completely fizzled, a lot of empty trips down the stretch, Furman hit some big shots, and then certainly took advantage of a mental mistake there uh, with just a few seconds left. And uh, J.T. Louise hit the big three-pointer, and um, here we go. We have a 13 over a four and another first-round exit for the Cavaliers. Um, good one getting uh, tight late. Uh, just seconds remain, San Diego State and uh, Charleston. Uh, the Cougs with 31 wins. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, that's one of the games down in Orlando, uh, today. Uh, West Virginia, uh, ousted by Maryland. I don't think a huge surprise there, although, uh, West by God, Virginia went on uh, a huge run when I was checking out some of that game around lunch and, uh, actually was ahead of Maryland. Went from like a seven point deficit to up. And then, uh, the Terps end up winning, uh, that one by a bucket. Uh, Missouri knocks off Utah State today. Uh, let's see, uh, Alabama cruises as does Kansas in those, uh, 16-1 games. Uh, and then we've got, uh, Princeton hanging tough with Arizona right now. Yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot of separation. You can kind of throw the seeds out the window. I mean, certainly 
Alabama and Kansas rolled as expected in the 116 games, but elsewhere, you know, these games are uh, are tightly contested. Uh, there's not a lot of not a lot of difference in the, in the experience. A lot of older mid-major teams that have won a lot of games, and you know, when you look at just the teams on the 12 line alone, I think of four teams have combined for almost 114 or 15 wins between them, and they're. I think, you know, that's what we can expect the rest of the, the tournament, especially these first couple of days. We got Brian Mull on the uh, horn with us uh, here at BG Mull on Twitter, call, uh, covering the NCAA tournament for uh, uh, Joe Lenardi's team and a bunch of other uh, stuff, uh, ESPN and uh, Blue Ribbon and, and what have you. Uh, soon to be firing it back up with the Caddy Network when the uh, Masters uh, begins next uh, month. He'll also be there for that. Uh, it's Arkansas leading Illinois 36-26 in an 8-9 game at the uh, half. This Arkansas team has uh, has some dudes, don't they? They're extremely talented. Uh, underachieved during the regular season, had an injury to one of their uh, key freshmen, projected lottery pick, Nick Smith. Um, but they are as healthy and as whole as they've been all season. And uh, no, no doubt in my mind with Musselman at the helm there coming off back-to-back Elite Eights. That uh, yeah. they could they could go on another deep run. I mean, they're they're not going to be outmatched from a talent perspective. Um, certainly not in the early rounds. Uh, Brian, we've got uh, Auburn, Iowa tonight. Eight nine contrasted styles uh, there. Boise State and Northwestern. I kind of like Boise in that one, but we'll see what the Mountain West does uh, this year in the uh, tournament. It's it's not been the greatest for them. We'll see Penn State in action later tonight. Against A and M, word that their coach might be headed to Notre Dame. Texas will play Colgate, uh, and uh, Louisiana Tennessee. L- let me start there. Louisiana Tennessee. That's that's the game after the Duke game tonight in Orlando. Uh, Louisiana, do not sleep on the Raging Cajuns. No, not not at all. They have a legitimate uh, post player. Jordan Brown started out in the Pac-12 and uh, made his way to Louisiana. Player of the year in the Sun Belt Conference. The type of guy that you need. Uh, you know, this time of the year to match the, the a front court that you're going to see from a Tennessee. And uh, the Vols, uh, you know, they call him regular season Rick in Knoxville for a reason. They're uh, down their point guard, Zakai Ziegler. Uh, they have some other nice pieces, but they don't really have anyone to replace him. So the folks in Orlando have been treated already to two terrific games. I expect, uh, you know, they've got two more coming tonight. Well, Duke will play Oral Roberts in the 5-12. Blue Devils, obviously, uh, are the type of team I think a lot of people feel like are maybe built for March. They've won nine in a row coming in. Uh, they could very easily be eliminated tonight, though. I think it's that kind of tournament this year. Uh, Duke, obviously, what they did in, in Greensboro was pretty darn impressive. Uh, they've got a couple seven-footers. They guard you, and, and now they're starting to be more efficient offensively. Yeah, it's explained its best basketball, there's no doubt. 18-1 and one when they've had their full complement of players uh, entering the tournament on a nine-game winning streak. But they have to be careful. This is where the leadership of Jeremy Roach and certainly the experience of John Shire winning national championships as a player and an assistant coach will come in handy. Uh, all of that means nothing once you get in this tournament. Momentum stops, and everybody basically starts from scratch. Uh, Oral Roberts is a, a program with players who have been to the Sweet 16, uh, they're, they're not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. I'm sure they're, they're feeling like they can play their up-tempo style and score, uh, you know, 75, 80 points against anybody in the country. So uh, Duke's equipped. I think they have a type of team that is geared for a tournament because they re- rebound and defend. 
And if they can continue to share the ball and play offensively like they have, I think, uh, you know, they're probably ultimately a little bit underseeded, uh, have yep. looked like a top 10 team for most of the last month. Don't sleep on an ORU. Uh, they, uh, have won 30 games this year and only lost four. Uh, remarkable record. And, uh, uh, they will, uh, that game will be, uh, on, uh, CBS. Uh, so, uh, nine on your side here in the local market and, uh, we'll have it on radio beginning at the top of the hour on our sister station, Talk 1037 WTIB. Um, Houston plays tonight against, uh, Northern Kentucky. Uh, the big question there is Marcus Sasser's, uh, health status. Yeah, sounds like he's going to try to play. Um, now I'm sure Calvin Sampson hopes that they can take control of that game pretty early and, uh, you know, he can limit Sasser's minutes and doesn't need him to, to, to go the full way. But uh, I think he's going to – he practiced yesterday, was out, uh, you know, during the, the public practice there and, and looked like he was moving around okay. And uh, that is basically just a situation of how much pain, you know, he can handle. And I, I think he'll he'll give it a go tonight. And obviously they have enough to, to win this one with or without him. But they'll need him on, uh, they'll need him on Saturday if they advance. And uh, they'll certainly need him if they want to get back to Houston for the Final Four. Uh, later tonight, UNC Asheville and UCLA. Uh, look, uh, the Bulldogs have had a heck of a season, haven't they? Uh, and I know UCLA is a bunch of banged up Bruins. Uh, can, can UCLA? Uh, I mean, can Asheville give them a game? Can they kind of push them a little bit, maybe? I worry about Asheville's ability to score um, their offense can bog down at times. They were an excellent defensive team with a uh, 6'11 center in the Big South, who's the player of the year uh, unanimously. So certainly that, that gave them a big edge in conference play. Uh, I just wonder against the, uh, the top defenses, one of the top defensive teams in the country, if you know they're, they're probably going to be able to take their, their top couple of threats away. Can other guys step up and make plays? But uh, you know, I, I think it'll be a low possession game, a low scoring game, and uh, it could be interesting. You know, it's a tough task having to fly out from from Asheville to Sacramento to play UCLA. Yeah, uh, Brian. Tomorrow, anything that uh, stands out in the matchups uh, tomorrow that folks should be looking for? Well, um, you know, I think we've got a we've got a pretty good pretty good schedule coming up uh, tomorrow, starting starting early. Um, you know, you look at a game like USC and Michigan State, certainly was what we expect from Tom Izzo. I'm, I'm very interested in the VCU-St. Mary's game uh, tomorrow afternoon as well. And uh, Providence-Kentucky. I mean, look, I think this is a huge game for John Calipari and for the Kentucky program after what happened last year and kind of an inconsistent season this year and then an early exit in the SEC tournament. Like, they can ill afford uh, another uh, departure uh in game one from the NCAA tournament. So I think this is a team that's talented enough to win two or three games in this tournament. And, you know, they, they, uh, they need to come out and uh, play their best basketball. And of course, uh, we also have the Wolfpack, uh, of NC State playing Creighton tomorrow afternoon as well. Yep. That's at four. Uh, Brian Mole with us here. Hey, want to ask you about, uh, the news that kind of broke, uh, yesterday, uh, about 26 hours ago. Uh, Javon Small, ECU's leading scorer, uh, missed the last couple of months with injury, uh, has, uh, entered his name into the, uh, portal. 
Uh, you know, I'm hearing conflicting things. Pretty good source says the pirate coaching staff feels like that might be the only, uh, you know, bloodletting as far as, uh, kind of a core group of players that may decide not to return. Uh, you know, then this afternoon you're hearing some different things from some different sources. Uh, but, uh, we will see. But I, look, I, I, you know, after kind of having a little bit of time to reflect on it, it certainly was stunning news yesterday. But, uh, you know, I, I think the idea that, uh, he entered the portal for small makes some sense. And, uh, and I do think maybe there's a little cause for the pirate brain trust to be confident in that, uh, he may be the only defection. But, uh, gosh, you just never know, do you? You never know. Um, you know, this, this portal ever since it opened has just been a flood of names entering and you just, uh, I think all these coaches are kind of in a wait and see. I feel like they have a pretty good idea. Um, someone could change their mind overnight and you just have to make sure that you're proactive on your end, recruiting players who can come in and play right away next season and making sure that you, when you, when you get together in the summer for those workouts, that there aren't any glaring holes at key positions in the roster. Um, you know, that's one thing now that uh, really there's no excuse. Uh, there's every opportunity to go out and recruit guys who can who can play right away. Uh, there's a lot of guards in the portal, um, a lot of experienced guards, a lot of guys who've, who've proven they can score double figures at the Division One level. And I would feel like with the uh, positive momentum around the ECU program, it would be a pretty attractive place uh, in the American Conference, you know, for some of those guys to land. I know you've been concentrating a lot on the tournament and some of your writing ahead of that, but uh, you also, when we talked to you Tuesday, said, you know, you're keeping an eye on uh, that and then the portal as well. Any names that have entered the portal that you think uh, uh, surprising? I don't know if that's the case now, but, I mean, could really be a – a, a big steal or a big get for somebody? I'll tell you, a kid, uh, and ECU fans may remember, um, Zach Austin, uh, from High Point, mm-hmm. six foot five, uh, super athletic, can shoot a three. And, uh, you know, they kind of had a rough season there and parted ways with their coach after the season, but he's got a couple of years. And, uh, I mean, he was clearly above average, uh, athleticism for that level and certainly could, blend into any high major roster and play right away. So uh, in-state kid, you know, it'll be interesting to see what type of opportunities he has. And then Justin Wright, uh, a pretty talented guard from North Carolina Central, probably a grad transfer situation there. Might be somebody who could come in and fill a gap for a year. And, um, you know, you just uh, you just never know who's going who's gonna to end up uh, – Still got some teams who are who are playing who uh, might end up having a guy or two in the portal after they're done. Um, there's like I said, there's a lot of a lot of options, and you and you see some of the lists from some of these uh, players who have entered the portal, and they've got 15, 20 schools that have you know already contacted them. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's it's free agency. That's that's kind of what it's become. Hey, Brian, uh, thanks a lot. Do appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the games. They do not need to make this tournament 90. It's perfect as it is. I mean, 68. I think we've gotten used to the to the first four now, but let's uh, let's not expand it to 90. <laughs> it's it's too good. Yeah, I'm sitting here today just just like everybody else, thinking what a great sporting event this is, and uh, let's not dilute it, water it down in any way. We've got uh, teams that deserve to be here and competitive games, and what more could you ask for? 
Interesting that the two teams that a lot of people said deserve to be in Rutgers and Clemson are already done, too. And I know there's other factors to that, but, you know, by and large, the committee gets it right. Uh, Brian, thanks a lot. Okay, thanks, Patrick. Everybody enjoy the games. Have a good weekend. All right, there he goes, Brian Mull. Do appreciate him being on with us. Uh, we'll be back to wrap things up right after this. Notre Dame with a four spot in the top of the third, and they lead uh, four zip over ECU softball going on right now. The uh, Irish uh, in town for a uh, single today, and then uh, Ohio State will be in for a multi-team event with Pirate softball uh, tomorrow as they have uh, just wrapped up three innings uh, in uh, the Joiner Family Softball Stadium, uh, and it is uh, for Zip. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is the saying? Good teams win, great teams cover. I've heard that before. Uh, San Diego State, five-and-a-half-point favorite over Charleston. Late foul with seconds remaining called against the Cougs, and so San Diego State goes on to hit two free throws and win uh, by six. They were a five-and-a-half-point favorite, so... Uh, what that's worth. Uh, so I haven't heard anything out of sports gambling. Uh, it was filed on, uh, Monday. The bill was, uh, had, had some legislative process, uh, happen on Thursday, but, uh, a week ago, but, uh, was filed on Monday and have not gotten an indication, uh, as to, to what is going on. I know, uh, our very own, the Big Hen, the OG, right? Cookie, the Hall of Famer. The that's the man right there. Winner. That is the freaking man. Henry Hinton winning, uh, or, uh, writing, uh, uh, or, or involved in, uh, with some broadcasters yesterday, the Broadcast Association, uh, endorsing, sending a letter of endorse, endorsement to lawmakers that, uh, sports gambling is something that they want to, uh, to see would be beneficial, uh, to that business and our business here in the state. I think it would be. We're not just going to uh, brush over you saying endorsement, by the way. I don't know what that was. I, I think it's a little fatigue. It's, uh, a lot of talking in the last 24 hours. You need so, a good uh, nap before that remote tomorrow. I, I'm going to need it. Uh, we'll be back on the air tomorrow morning for Talk of the Town uh, in Washington. And then uh, I'll be out tomorrow on uh, softball coverage on ESPN+. Plus. So Philip the Ref Pilkington will be in. Uh, he'll have Brittany Hoyt. See, Hoyt on the phone, or on the, uh, phone as a guest. Uh, previewing ECU women's basketball. They are a prohibited, a prohibitive underdog. Uh, to uh, Texas, but we'll see what winds up happening uh, there. That's why you play the game. Ask Virginia. Hey, uh, big thanks to uh, Cookie. Great job today. Nice job by uh, Joe and uh, Dom, and uh, thanks to Brian Mull. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the TV side, and uh, tomorrow, come back. Patrick Johnson Show. We'll have a big show for you.